This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by Matt Bennett of agmarket.net. And Matt, what are we seeing taking place on the grains today? A little bit of a bounce, um, you know, as far as beans are concerned. Yesterday, beans took it on the chin. And so, uh, you know, they're kind of trying to retrace a little bit of that. Um, bottom line right now, though, it just seems like buyers are kind of on the sidelines. No big, uh, uh, huge buying interest at this point. A lot of harvest pressure going on. A lot of concerns with, for instance, river levels, uh, what the export situation might look like for soybeans, because this certainly is their time to shine. But right now, there's just not a whole lot of bullish information uh, to put out there. And that's exactly it, Matt. There seems like there's a lot that's working against the markets right now when you think about everything that happened this week. Let's start off, first of all, we got that Fed announcement this week that interest rates not going to be lowered. I think some people thought that we might start to head in that direction, didn't they? Yeah, I think they did, you know, and but then whenever you look at, you know, for instance, jobless rates and you look at, uh, you know, uh, the way that the economy is perceived for most people, they feel like rates will stay the same, if not even climb a little bit on down the road. I don't know. It's kind of a frustrating situation for a lot of folks, particularly the ag community, because we know that there's a lot of money that gets borrowed every year. But bottom line is uh, right now, uh, uh, it doesn't look like uh, we're going to get that little bit of relief that most people are hoping to see. And, of course, the stocks are really taking it on the chin since then. And, uh, you know, some of the equities are, are definitely not performing well after uh, getting that kind of news. And then also, Matt, last week we had some very poor export number sales. What did you make of that? Yeah, I mean, the problem with exports, um, you know, once again, there's several things working against us. Uh, it sure seems like China's just buying hand to mouth as far as beans are concerned. Uh, we've actually been pretty competitive on the world bean market, but uh, they're not coming to the U.S. to buy their beans right now. So kind of a frustrating situation. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, they got to wonder whether they can even get them anyway, because whenever you look at what's going on in the river, you know, it's, it's going to be pretty tough to float a full barge down the river right now. So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a challenge right now. And I've got to think moving forward, you know, it's going to be a, a, a pretty big challenge you got to hope that the river situation gets fixed for a couple different reasons. Of course, you don't want to go into the winter super, super dry, and that's kind of the way it's going to look for a lot of folks. Uh, but at the same time, you know, um, this could get into corn exports after beans are supposed to subside as well whenever you get out past the first year. So we've got to get this river uh, situation fixed. And, of course, we also just have that harvest pressure that's being put on the markets right now. And, Matt, you offer a unique perspective as well because you also are a farmer. How close are you or are you out in the field already right now? Yeah, we're probably a quarter done right now. We've gotten along really well so far. I've done some corn, mostly beans. Uh, early beans have been awfully good. Uh, you know, and then uh, the early corn we've done has been awfully good as well. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how that goes since we move down the road because uh, as dry as what we were late in the summer, I think most folks uh, would agree that, you know, maybe some of the later stuff might not be as good as the early, but uh, time will tell. Matt, let's switch over to the other side of the markets. What's taking place with the livestock complex? Well, you know, cattle made an all-time high again this week and then backed off, you know, feeders and fats really took it on the chin there on Thursday. Uh, You know, you kind of feel like this thing's running out of momentum for the time being, got a cattle on feed report coming out but i just struggle to think that we're going to see uh you know any big huge run up uh, april's been running right around uh, 200 dollars, and i just don't think that you're going to see you know anything major as far as buying goes on the other side of 200 so you know i think a person has to be uh, cognizant 
uh, whenever it comes to these cattle that uh, you can't just go up forever. So I think the biggest concern I've got whenever it comes to the cattle situation is, uh, you know, buying feeders at a really high price. Uh, we got to make sure we're hedging our risk uh, whenever we're doing that because there's a lot of money on the table this year. And Matt, what's it look like with the hog market right now? It all comes down to demand as usual with hogs. You know, it seems like they haven't been able to follow cattle up to the upside. So it's pretty frustrating for folks whenever they kind of follow them to the downside. Uh, but overall, you know, if you don't have really good export sales, you really can't uh, expect to get anything big in the way of a, of, a, of a hog rally. So right now I'm more of a neutral flavor whenever it comes to hogs. Uh, I'd like to see demand maybe pick up just a little bit more if we're going to run prices too far. And Matt, with uh, cattle, we keep talking about it, you know, those new record highs, it seems like a broken record. But does it just seem like to you then that it is slowing down just a little bit? Oh, yeah, it definitely does. I think that there's hesitant buyers. You know, when you get up again with April pushing $200, it's kind of a psychological barrier. It's one of those things that I don't think people, uh, I don't know, are too excited about what the upside looks like on the other side of that thing. So, you know, I think uh, right now you're probably running into some resistance. Yes, it's a futures market, so we have to understand most people have already taken into account, you know, the fact that we're going to see very, very tight numbers moving forward. And so, uh, you know, it's complicated, but at the same time, you know, I hate to say I'm, I'm bearish, but at the same time, it's pretty tough to be bullish up at these price levels. Matt Bennett of agmarket.net, our guest here today. Matt, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch for more marketing information? Just agmarket.net. That's the best way to be able to get a hold of us and uh, be able to get a hold of our information, our research, you know, and our context, uh, contact information. He is Matt Bennett of agmarket.net, our guest here today. Matt, thank you so much for the time, and stay safe as you get to work on during harvest season here this fall. Absolutely. Appreciate it. That was Matt Bennett with agmarket.net. We will have a check of the numbers next. December corn down a quarter of a cent at 475 and a half. November soybeans up a quarter of a cent at 12.94 even. December soybean meal down $1.70 at 3.86.40. December soybean oil up 50 cents at 58.91. Chicago wheat unchanged at 602 and a quarter. Minneapolis wheat up a quarter of a cent at 784 even. Kansas City hard red wheat down one and a quarter at 715 and three quarters. March oats up two and a quarter at 473 and a half. On the Merck, October live cattle up 97 cents at 185.95. September feeder cattle up two cents at 253.30. October lean hogs down $1.20 at 8175. October pork cutout down 62 cents at 93.17, and class three milk up six cents at 17.17. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. <laughs>